Hey everyone. I just wanted to talk about this for a moment before singing it. And um, there's a song that the Lord put on my heart to write a while back. And I was going through some trials and some tribulation in my life. And I was in a really low point. And I remember waking up and it was like I could hear, right? I could hear a song coming from inside me. And uh, I'm not a musician. I'm not a professional singer. But it's the joy of the Lord that allowed me to put pen to paper and to be able to write it. And I'm just blessed to be able to sing it for you guys today. And I, I hope you enjoy it. And let's begin. It's all that you need, my love, my blood, it has set you free. Remember when you're down, that you never need. By my power, my arms, I lifted you to me. Your grace, your grace, it's all by your grace. Your love, your peace, it's all that I need. Your loving arms, you're never far from me. Take me home, oh sweet home, that you prepared for me. Grace, grace, it's all by your grace. Your love, your peace, I see your face. In your loving arms, you live with me. Mm. 
take me home to my resting place. It's by your grace. Thanks, guys. That was amazing. That was awesome, brother. Thank you. Thank you for uh, doing that. We really appreciate oh. it. Uh, you I are. I can't hear anybody. Uh, can you hear me okay? I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. All right. Well, he can't hear us. It may be his setup. But, uh, Michael, we just thank you so much for uh, for being willing to do that live. Uh, I know that uh, you were considering or reconsidering at one point. But, um, man, that was a beautiful, beautiful presentation. Awesome song. And uh, can you hear me now, Michael? All right. I think he's still doing his setup. Anyway, we reconsider it, though. <laughs> well, I'm glad you didn't reconsider because uh, that was really such a blessing, and I hope it was a blessing for all of you as well. Michael will be back with us. We thank you all for coming on uh, with us today for Uptime Community. Um, we uh, Today's date, let's start with today's date. Today is May 23rd in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm Greg Messina. If you're new here, we're a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus, the Christ, the way, the truth, the life. And we do want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments today. Uh, we do welcome a special guest today, and uh, her name is Deneen. And um, we really, uh, she's going to be sharing her testimony today and a little bit about her dreams and visions. And that's, uh, that's perfect because it runs right along lines of some of the things that we uh, discuss, especially on uh, Brother Bob Barber's channel. And can of you course, guys hear me? Yes, we can hear you fine. Oh, can you hear yeah, us? Cool. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. All right. Brother, thank you for them. Thank you so much for doing that. That was amazing. Great song, man. Great original it. song by uh, oh. Michael Pels. Yeah, amazing, brother. Thank you so much for doing that. Wow. First um, yeah. <laughs> First time ever. Like I've never sung for anyone else besides, you know, pre-recorded or for my family. So it Amazing. was some, yeah, I had to super glue my fingertips because got they little, got so uh, sore. <laughs> you got a little Johnny Cash in there a little bit almost. It's kind of, uh, you know, that that the low stuff that you got going there. You know? <laughs> it's uh, a yeah. little, little Johnny. Yeah, I, I used to listen to a lot of Johnny Cash growing up. Okay, well, that explains it. Yeah, yeah, who did? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh, verse of the day, uh, we have Romans fifteen two. This is coming from BibleGateway.com. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edify, for edification. Um, so, we thank you for coming on with us. As I stated, we have a special guest tonight, and it's uh, Deneen is. Uh, she has her own YouTube channel. I'm going to bring up her YouTube channel uh, momentarily. But I'm going to let her pretty much discuss, um, you know, her testimony and and share. But uh, I really felt uh, I felt inspired and led to bring her on tonight. And um, before we do bring her on, let's just go into a little bit about how everyone's week was. We're not able to get uh, Bob Hagen on with us tonight. I do. He uh, he is um, having running into some health issues, so we do ask that you lift him up in prayer. Okay. Um, he's not a, able to make it tonight, so and uh, he really did want to make it tonight, but he really can't. So let's make sure we keep him in prayer. Um, Bob Barber, 
obviously mm-hmm. you're the only Bob on tonight. So Bob, All right? That's great. Right. <laughs> <Bob. That's> confusing. <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, how was your week? And uh, thank you for your latest video. Uh, very encouraging. And uh, you want to discuss a little bit about that? Well, uh, it's, it's a, a kind of a big week, I think. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on this week. That that video I put out is just the tip of the iceberg. Okay, we have the whole world praying right now, fasting, praying for the redemption of Israel right now. When was the last time that's happened? Millions and millions and millions of Christians are praying for the redemption of of Israel. We all know the only way Israel gets redeemed is by going through the time of testing Daniel's 70th week. That's the only way they're going to get redeemed. Yeah, sure, you might see some, uh, you might see uh, the Messianic Jewish uh, flock begin to grow some more, maybe, you know. But the ultimate, the ultimate goal is redemption of Israel. And that only happens to Daniel's 70th week. And it just so happens that, one, <clears throat> we're heading up on Pentecost right now. Okay, so that's a high watch time for the rapture resurrection. But on top of all that, and I'll keep it brief, this week we're finding out now that, uh, well, first of all, June 1st is the uh, is when our possibly our government goes into default. Okay. So with that being said, uh, I'm sure you guys heard by now, they ha- they're handing out satellite cell phones to all the, uh, the congressmen now. 50% of them took it. Okay. Probably all the Democrats. All right. Because they know it's coming. So everybody's thinking some type of EMP this weekend or something. Something's going to happen this weekend. It just so happens to be Pentecost. just so happens that the church is praying for the beginning of the tribulation this weekend. Okay, that could possibly happen. I'm not saying it could happen. But you have the satellite phones going off. You have senators going on vacation now starting on September 27th. They're going to non-disclosed locations, high-level senators, disappearing, going to government continuity locations. Okay. You got that going on. And then you have the, uh, <clears throat> basically, they think something's going to be happening with Russia this weekend. Now, how many times have we seen this? All right. I, I look at this and say, wow, maybe there's something here. And we all get excited and nothing happens. Okay. So, with that being said, it's just interesting now what's mm-hmm. going on right now. And this? last was say is that that this weekend, if our government defaults, remember that remember that video I showed you guys from the X Files, where they mm-hmm. will shut down the government, they'll shut down our banking institutions. They'll start on a Friday. Start on Friday, and, was, they'll, and they'll go through work on a weekend, weekend. a long yep. weekend. They'll do it on a long weekend. I don't know. It seems like all the cards are in place for something like that. Highly unlikely, but just putting that out there for everybody right now, setting the stage. Need to set the stage. We need to know what's going on. Absolutely. Kevin, how about you? Yeah. um, Bob, when does that, uh, when does that Isaiah 62 end? This Sunday. Okay. So Pentecost. (laughs) Isn't that interesting? So uh, yes, Sunday night is the beginning of Pentecost. I guess Sunday afternoon for us. That's pretty amazing. Um, There are quite a people who, who are, who have different timelines for Pentecost or whatever, but um uh, the, the common, uh, you know, c- celebration of Pentecost is, you know, 50 days after uh, Resurrection Sunday or the Feast of First Fruits. So um, that's what we normally know Pentecost is. And so that would be on Sunday night. So isn't that amazing that all this is happening right at the same time? Um, yeah, the satellite phones are, are kind of an interesting thing, right? Um, I'm wondering if it's because they think that the default that's looming 
will ultimately affect their cell service or whatever, and that they can only <laughs> they can only communicate through satellite phones. Uh, you know, who knows? I mean, but the the fact is, is that there's so many things that are going on, and plus there's, um, you know, if you watch Israel, they they are um, you know fending off rocket attacks, and Hezbollah, of course, has hundreds of thousands, uh, you know, the, at the minimum 150,000 rockets pointed at them. They haven't had a war with Hezbollah since uh, 2006. That was a 33 or a 34-day war, whichever one you want to say. Um, some people say 33, but whatever. But the point is, is that um, you know, there's there's definitely a lot going on over in Israel right now as well. Um, they're marching in the streets. Um, there's you know, there's definitely a lot of contention. It's been it's probably hotter right now than it's been in quite a while over there. So all these things happening at the same time. Um, it's not a coincidence. Not we're, a coincidence. No, we're definitely getting really close to this time of testing, aren't we? God incidents. <laughs> and the fact yeah. that, Bob, you're talking about like everybody is basically praying for the 70th week to start, <laughs> right? They I don't mean, know that. They don't realize that's, but that's what they're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're praying for the redemption of Israel. Right. And, and before that, that happens, happens, that's right? the way you want it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, b- before the redemption of Israel occurs, there is a, a time of test, a tribulation, time of Jacob's trouble, and prior to that is rapture resurrection. So they're actually mm-hmm. praying for that to happen. Yeah, and and like I said, this is big because it's the first time that this has happened at this magnitude. It it parallels Daniel's um, Daniel's twenty one day fast mm-hmm. and prayer. Remember. Yeah, exact same thing. Exact same protocols happening right now. In fact, they based it off of that. And what happened at the end of Daniel's 70, uh, 21 day fast and pray? An angel showed up. Yep. Okay, we're hoping a bunch of angels show up for us too at the end of this whole thing. Amen. Amen. He sure did. He was fighting Amen. with the uh, with, with the de- with the demon of uh, Persia, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Twenty one yeah, days. Persia. That was a prince. Right. That was yeah. Persia. Yeah. I was actually <laughs> just reading that not too long ago. Exactly. Well, yeah. it's a you know, fallen angel demon mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a fight but the angel obviously won got through <laughs> yep amen all right well without further ado i'd like to bring Denine on michael you have uh you actually know Denine and you've known her for a little while um, yeah yeah tell us how uh you've you've gotten to know Denine first and we'll we'll uh we'll bring her in how about you introduce her okay um Denine, she's she's really awesome. I know she has a heart for the Lord, and um, we've met through the the YouTube machine. You know, kind of like a lot of us have met each other. But uh, it's been such a having a platform like this has been such a blessing to allow us to connect together and to be able to share testimonies with each other. But uh, yeah, she's really awesome. She has a, a lot of dreams. She has her own channel, and her channel is really awesome. And you can just see how. The Lord is really working in her life and showing her that it's by grace through faith, right? The same message that we all heard from the Lord and learned, and I think it's really powerful, the things that he's showing her in her life. And I post some of her videos in my community tab because um, it's messages that everyone should hear about God's faithfulness and how he'll never leave you nor forsake you and how he goes before us into the fight, into the battle. And I think that's an awesome message. Awesome. Well, let's bring her on. Deneen, thank you for coming on with us today. God bless Champion. you. 
Welcome on. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so humbled to be even invited. It's been such a blessing. I'm a fan Good. of the show. I'm a fan of Bob Barber's uh, End Time Dreams and Visions, and um, I've supported Feed My Sheep as well, and nice. um, wow. all good Thank stuff you. here. So, yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, so, Bob's like, okay, you can you can talk all you want tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep it going. <laughs> well, we'll have to see give her the stage, Greg. No wonder she's a big fan of Dreams and Visions. I mean. Uh, she watches Bob's channel where you got uh, dreams and visions every week, even illustrated by Bob himself. Yes. <laughs> so, Deneen, tell us. Funny, a little... um... yeah, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Tell us. Uh, tell us your story. Tell us how you uh, how you came to the Lord first, and uh, we'll okay, get into sure. dreams and visions. Um, well, I was born and raised Catholic, and um, even though they told me that. You know, Jesus had died on a cross to, to pay for my sins. I, I never completely understood it. It um, I had like some kind of head knowledge, but it truly had not settled down into my heart. And um, there were a lot of unanswered questions that I had about it. And I didn't really buy into their doctrines either. So it just kind of kept me at like a, a little bit away. And it kind of kept my my mind open to the realm of other things. And I, and I really found myself kind of gravitating more towards like the new age stuff. I was really into um, astrology and, and, and psychics, you know, it would get psychic readings, even had my like chart made up and and stuff like that. So um, I continued, however, to, to, to go to Catholic church um, kind of feeling like I was checking off the box of obligation by doing so and thinking that that was pleasing to the Lord you know, I didn't see myself as um, a terrible person. You know, I wasn't out there murdering people or, you know, robbing banks or something. So I I, I didn't understand that um, I was a sinner and um, that I needed grace. And so I continued to go to the Catholic Church and then um, I I moved. My husband and I, we, we, had, we went to um, a different community away from the church that we had been going to. And so... I had not established myself into a church at this point. Time is just kind of rolling on, and I'm not going to church at all. I bet it might have been like two years without going. And I started to, to kind of hear a knock on the door of my heart, go back to church. And um, I, I was feeling this, and I um, Googled Catholic Church near me because that's the only religion I knew. It was the only church I'd ever been into. So one came up. But I, I was not prompted to go, and um, more time went on, and I heard that knock again, go back to church. So the, I, I Googled it again, and um, the same church came up, and I thought, well, I'm going to go check it out. And following, kind of following suit with my um, Catholic traditions, I thought, if I'm going to go to this church, then I should probably go to confession because that's what they did. And it's been a long time since I've been to confession. So I'm going to wipe the slate clean. I'm going to go to confession. So I went to the confession, but I was so steeped in self-righteousness. I didn't even know what I would say. I was like, maybe I have to make something up or, um, you know, I actually confessed old sins that I had already went to confession for because I was still feeling the guilt and shame over those things that um, I had not yet been set free from. So after I, I confessed to the priest these things, you know, he tells me to say, you know, five Hail Marys and some of our fathers or whatever. And 
I um I sat in the pew and I, and I started the prayers and I just started became really really like emotional, and something just felt really off about it. Um, the confession, but the the emotions were what really kind of struck me. So I continued to go to um, mass on Sundays, and every time I'd go to church, I would just feel the presence and like. I would get so emotional. I, I would be weeping throughout like the entire service. My husband was like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't even wear makeup anymore. Like I look like Alice Cooper, like every time I'd go into church and um, this hunger just developed in me. Like I wanted to know the word and I'd get there early and like page through the mislet thing to see what two readings they'd be doing. <laughs> Cause I, I just was like, I wanted to know um, about Jesus all of a sudden. And so I um, remember sitting in the chair next to the window in my dining room where the sun was coming in, and he just drew me. He drew me in to repentance, and I, re- and I repented the proper way by his drawing me in. And it was so amazing. I, I repented with such true godly sorrow in that moment. I was just, oh, my gosh, I was so overcome with the presence and I said, you know what? I want to surrender my life to you, Jesus. I don't know what this is going to look like going forward, but I know I want it. I, I want to live my life for you. And um, I surrendered to him. And I I just started to, to weep and wail. And I fell to my knees. And the next thing, I'm laying prostrate on the floor in my dining room. And I'm crying. And that that all that crying it was like I was seeing flames of fire in my mind and like it turned to joy. It was like he was hitting me with a joy rod or something. And I just started rolling around on the floor laughing uncontrollably. I was just like so taken. And when I came to out of it and I was so drunk on the spirit at this point, I was like, wow, something amazing just happened. And I, I, I knew that in that moment I was baptized by the power of the Holy spirit. And, um, and I know that, that may not be how it looks for everyone, but through all that emotion, it is how God got my attention. And, and I know that we shouldn't, they say not to put your trust into your emotions or whatever, but this is how God reached me because he completely had my attention at this point. And I remember like praying to him and saying, I know that under the new covenant that um, there's there's two, two laws now, love. God, with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love others as yourself. And I told God, I'm like, you know, I know I can love others, but I don't even know how to love you. I mean, it, it became so like real to me in the moment that like I really truly didn't know God. And he was just so kind and loving and merciful towards me that he showed me and and he led me straight to his word, right to the Bible. I, I got this hunger. I was waking up at five, six o'clock in the morning just to read the Bible. And I was just spending hours just reading and praying and meditating. And um, it, it was just like surreal. And I, I would just like was so full of joy and happiness. And I was so grateful and thankful that he had brought me to this place. And so um, I continued to go to the Catholic church for a while. And then I was drawn away. Eventually uh, the Lord had, um, had directed me to a grace church was a non-denominational church uh, right there in my neighborhood 
which they they teach right out of the Bible. And it was it's just been amazing because my spiritual growth just like boom, it just it took off once I entered this new church. This new church had classes that I could take. I took three of the classes that they offered. They were eight week long programs. Um, at the end of the last program, uh, it was a discipleship making program. And I remember saying, well, thank you, Lord. You know, you've given me all this knowledge and I have wisdom now. And you've been so faithful to um, everything that I've been praying to you for. And how can I best serve you now? You know, how can I best serve your kingdom and bring you glory? Open a door for me. Where do you want me to be? And this is how good God is because he he directed somebody in my path and opened that door. Um, there was a lady that used to sit in the back of the room who came and sat up front and she said, something told me that I needed to sit next to you today. And I was like, really? And so we introduced each other. We started talking and she had told me that she does this prison ministry. And I just like, it got my attention. I was like, really? I go that, I, you know what? I've been thinking about wanting to do that. So she uh, got me in touch with the director and I went, I interviewed and everything. And um, I now, you know, am a, a minister at, at the broken chains for, for the, for the jail. I go in, I speak to women only, but you know, for me, I go in there to bring hope, you know, the hope that of Jesus. It's like when you first meet these women, they're so downtrodden and they're like ashamed that you, when you first go in there, their heads are down and they're just like, they don't even want to like, look at me. And I'm like, look, I got a testimony. I could tell you that I, I didn't always, you know, have this testimony, but it's by the the grace of God that I'm here to share with you that he's going to meet you right where you're at, that you have a free will choice to believe in him and come to his faith that, you know, he wants to redeem you. He wants to restore you no matter how bad, whatever you've done, like there, there is forgiveness um, through his grace. And that was one of the things that, um, I really come to understand thoroughly was his grace because we're all sinners. I, um, you know, and the wages of sin is death. So with the wages of sin being death, I mean, I, I, I'm just so grateful. Like the gratitude that come to the understanding that Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay for my sin debt. And that all that is required is for me to believe that by faith, pick up my cross and follow him. I mean, that is amazing love, but his love, when I, when I, when it resonated, when it finally sunk out of my head and, and found its place in my heart, everything changed. My entire existence changed. My walk changed, you know, my prayer life changed. I now am like so much happier. I can, it's the personal God, you know, you can come to him and, and, um, it doesn't have to just be these rehearsed prayers, you know, that I used to do, like saying the Our Fathers and the Hail Marys. Now it's like me sitting one-on-one with him in a personal relationship. And I've really learned to hear his voice. And and it's through the words of the Bible. I, and I brought mine here. I, I just, I read the Bible every single day since my um, born-again experience in 2019. Uh, it is it is definitely a big part of my walk. I, I can't imagine like not starting out my day acknowledging Jesus Christ and asking him to lead and guide me through the day to direct my paths into like where I could best serve him. And um, I'm just so grateful for his love and his mercy. And um, 
through the process, he had um, kind of led me to YouTube. I was searching out like near-death experiences and um, kind of like hell testimonies and things like that. And I came across uh, these, these rapture dream videos and it, it became like really intriguing to me. And so I started watching all these rapture dream videos and, um, you know, was pretty much convinced I have the mindset of a pre-tribulation rapture. And I believe that that is uh, scripturally sound. And um, I started to pray for my own dream and, and it was, didn't come right away. I was kind of like, well, you know, I says, promised him, Lord, if, if, if you do bless me with a rapture dream, I, I will go on YouTube and I will make a video about it and I, and I will um, profess it. So more time went on. Well, my husband and I were on vacation in Myrtle Beach and I, I woke up at like 4.15 in the morning. I, I sat straight up out of bed. I, I had had my first rapture dream. And, um, and I kept true to my promise to the Lord that I would go ahead and, and upload that. And that was the first video. And I was, I was very uncomfortable making it. I, I was like, um, I don't even know if anybody's going to watch it. I didn't even know if I'd get 10 views. I just, I put it in God's hands and I prayed over it. And I said, Lord, if you want this testimony to go out, then you're going to, you'll bless it. And I'll know that you did. And, um, and it did, it was like that rapture video was the, um, the most viewed video that I had had. It's like over 27,000 views. You're right. I didn't even think I might get one or two. And so it, it was definitely a blessing. I, I was so grateful by that. And since that, um, he's blessed me with other dreams and visions, which, um, have completely just, uh, it, it just reaffirmed my faith and, um, and, and, filling my heart with peace and joy through them. I had, um, of course, I think every Christian at one point or another kind of goes through um, the, you know, the trials and the tribulations. And, and I've learned how to embrace them and, and, and accept, you know, the, the sufferings and count it all joy. And um, I had, I'd been dragged down a few rabbit you know, trails myself, like hearing videos and uh, people that want to put you back into that bondage. And, um, and he spoke to me about that too. And he, uh, he, he blessed me with the dream because I was feeling condemned. Like, and I'm thinking to myself, I don't want to feel condemned. And I know that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And I, and I, and I try to take it upon myself to fight this battle, like in my, my own strength and, you know, by my own flesh, like, and uh, here I am trying to like fight this battle. And I still was feeling these feelings of condemnation. They're just creeping in. And I had gone to sleep that night and I dreamt um, that I was being laid on a, a wooden cross and these Roman soldiers I had like had me spread out on this cross and, and I'm looking over at my hand and I knew they were going to drive a nail through my hand and I knew it was going to hurt. And I'm just like looking at my hand and I'm fretting and I'm looking. And the next thing I know, Jesus appeared right before me and he looked amazing. Like he was like just the brightness in, in his countenance. He, he looked kind of like ethereal, almost transparent lucid but he was solid it was very hard to explain but he was there and like he ended up um laying down over top of me he stretched his hands over mine and laid his hand on top of mine and i and i looked and i saw his hand on top of mine and he said i'd already done this for you 
And, I, and it was just like the essence of his being permeated down into me. And like, we became one in that moment. It was just so amazing. Like I, I about fell out. I, I could not believe that dream. And when I woke up, I, he just would not let me forget it. I brought it immediately to prayer and I was like, Lord, tell me what you're showing me in this dream. And he was, he was showing me that he said, he said, where's your faith? And I was like, my faith. I'm like, Lord, you know, I have faith. And he said, but where are you placing your faith? Are you placing that faith on me or are you placing it on your own ability to fight that battle in your own strength? And I was like, wow. You know, he's like, you know, trust me. And I was like, oh gosh, it was so amazing. And um, ever since then, I'm like, I, I have not allowed that condemnation to creep in. It's like, you know, it's, I take any, t any condemnation that wants to come in, I just kind of like take it and I throw it away. Like I'm taking a captive from now on. He said he wanted me to rest. And so from that point, I, um, I've, I've been, in, I've been embracing the rest and, and the joy that and just spending the time with the Lord without all that worry and all that, like, feelings of like you're not good enough or that you're going to lose your salvation or that you got to do more. That was what he, the condemnation of my, they kept saying that I'm not doing enough or whatever. And that's what the enemy wants you to believe. And um, we know that it's not by works. It's by faith alone. And um, I, I have a friend named Michael who has a channel called medic for Christ. And he said this so brilliantly, it just really stood out in my mind. He said, what person is going to get to heaven that God's going to allow in and say, oh, so I guess you were good enough. I guess you didn't need my son's righteousness, right? I mean, like none of us, nobody would hear that. It's like we all need Jesus and um, he is the way, the truth and the life. And like after he led me to, um, to the word and reading, it so much has opened up in my understanding. Like I prayed for discernment. I prayed for wisdom. I prayed for revelation. And um, I believe that he brought me straight into eschatology or into the end times because of like where we're at today in this world. And there's no denying it. I mean, if you have to be pretty, pretty much blind to not see and understand what's going on in the world. And um, it's, it's exciting for the believer, right? Because like, we're all like anticipating, like, I can't wait for the Lord Amen. Jesus Christ. Like I, I can't wait to just, I know I'm going to face plant before his glory. I mean, it's going to be so amazing. And um, I, I can completely, you know, say goodbye to all the worldliness and, and, and uh, you know, the little G God Satan's playground here. You know, <laughs> we know because Jesus Christ gives us a hope. We know that there is a hope for something so much better that is ahead. Amen. And, um, that's yep, one of the amen. things that I bring to the inmates that, you know, that I, that I witnessed to, I'm like, Jesus Christ, he'll bring hope and he'll, he'll give you a peace in it and, a, and you'll feel his love. And it'll be so amazing that um, once, you know, once you're born again, that like you can't be unborn again, like you, you're going to continue to just grow. And, uh, and it makes me so excited for um, those who are receptive to the message that I bring. However, you know, he's also had to show me for like those who re are not receiving it so well. You know, the Lord had, a, had kind of put his arm around me once and told me, I do the saving. You're just doing the sharing because, you know, like the feeling of like one in, in our 
and I guess like in our finite minds, like we want to take control all the time. And um, <laughs> he has had to, to show me on a, a number of occasions that, you know, to just continue to keep your focus on me. And, um, and I lead the way and, uh, and it has been awesome. So I just stand behind him holding on to the hem of his garment every day. Like you go fight the battle, Jesus. Like, <laughs> so he has uh, definitely given me um, a lot of dreams. I had one dream recently where uh, I saw him and I came, I was just like booking tours and I ran, I ran right up to him and I, hug, I was hugging and kissing on him and I could just smell his hair and that smell that, I've never smelled anything like it. It was so amazing. And like when I brought it to prayer, he told me that that was what I smelled was purity. And I can't wait to, to catch another whiff of that. It mm. was so awesome. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> he did one more thing I'll mention is that, you know, Jesus Christ doesn't just save you from an eternal separation from uh, from him and an, an eternal hellfire. He saves you in this life also that you are able to be free of, of the, the, the guilt and condemnation that you carry around all this baggage. I mean, for years I carried baggage um, having been divorced and um, having made some pretty bad mistakes myself along the way and um, some wild living, you know, I, I was kind of rolling off the rails for a while there. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he finally, all, all those sins that I had to keep, like going back to the priest and confessing over again, like he like wiped them off, you know, he's like, you don't have to, you are forgiven. Like, do you believe this? And I'm like, yes, I do Lord, you know? And so he's just established such an amazing faith in me and has just built it up. And I'm just so, like I said, I'm so, so grateful. I could not be more thankful to come into this level of understanding and, and um, and walk daily with him. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome <laughs> testimony. Thank you, Deneen. Really appreciate that. And you, it's so self, it's so evident. Uh, you can see it in just in your, your, how you speak about the Lord, uh, everything that he's brought you th through and you just rely on him, his grace, oh, absolutely. his mercy every day. I could tell. And, uh, that's, that's an amazing thing. You can't buy that. You can't buy that. And, um, especially coming to the Lord was 2019, you said? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you can, you know, you, you just want to speak about him and always, right. right? It's just, always. just I mean, everybody yes. about him. He, you know what? He, he, he probably knew that um, I wasn't going to, you know, I wasn't going to stay quiet. So that's, I believe why he gave <laughs> me the platform. <laughs> and he's, he's built up this boldness in me. Now I know it can only be the, the Holy Spirit in me working. Like he has literally had me sure. witness to people that I would have never mm -hmm. approached ever, you know, and um, even a Satanist at one point. And, uh, and that was, that was pretty cool. Like that, that had happened. Um, I don't know. Do you have time for that story? Well, that? Yeah, let's let's get into that. I, I want to see if any of the uh, panelists have any questions for you. But hold that thought. Um, we'll, we'll get into that area of testimony in front of a Satanist, but yeah. um, and testifying and witnessing to to Satanist. But uh, brothers, what, what did you think of Deneen's testimony? And Michael, you already know. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's pretty awesome. I, I mean, I love it. It's good stuff. But uh, one thing, if I may, uh, what Danina was talking about by the grace of God is probably one of the the most beloved 
traits of our Lord, you know, his love and his grace for us. And when you really, when he really sits you down and teaches you by his spirit over time, because it's a lot of these things, it's, it's a, an experience you, you walk with the Lord and it's one thing to hear it. But when, when you've had your, your face in the mud doing reverse snow angels plenty of times and you get back up and the Lord dusts you off and reproves and rebukes and keeps you on the path, you start to realize how much the Lord's love is for you because he truly will never leave you nor forsake you. And that's something that's really stood out to me since being born again. I'm like Deneen. I was born again in uh, February 16th, evening 17th morning of 2019. And and ever since then, it's just been one amazing grace led to another grace. And just abounding more and more in that grace, it's, you just can't help but fall in love with the Lord and want to, want to live. It's that love that just drives you to want to live right. It's not that you're living right because you're trying to work yourself to anywhere. You know, you, you want to do right because you love the Lord. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, 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 that's so true for me, Michael. I fell so madly in love with the Lord. Like I remember how, um, he had shown me like how far I've come, you know, from where I started and to where I'm at now. And like, Amen. now I love him with su- such a genuine love and you know, it's a faith because we don't, you know, who loves somebody you can't actually see. Right. But like, you know, he's real and you have that yes. faith. Though. And so Amen. I, I could stand on a mm-hmm. mountain with a bullhorn and just scream it. I love Jesus. And everybody <laughs> that knows me knows that that is true about me. And like in my workplace and things like this, uh, you know, everybody is like, I don't know if they're trying to be condescending or not, but I hear them, you know, snickering behind me going, there's a woman of the Lord. And I'm like, maybe what you're <laughs> saying, but to me, it's a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <I> thank you. <laughs> Yes, I think I think it's interesting. Interesting that you came from a Catholic background. Uh, I yeah, came from a Catholic too. background. Yeah. Uh, Me too. Kevin came from Catholic light. He was a Lutheran. That's I think right. Greg, you came from a Catholic background too, right? I did. So that's a lot of. I was telling everybody last week the Catholic, the people who are Catholics. That is like that's like a great. Those are great grounds over there to do a lot of preaching over there. Mm. Because like you're you're like you're saying earlier, uh, boy, I haven't been to confession in a while. You know, you know the whole idea of to go and sit there and kneel before some other guy and tell him your sins, so he can go to the Father and ask for the God to forgive you. Right? It's insane, stupid. You know, and uh, so yeah, I got out of that. Twenty eight years of that stuff. You know, right? I think it's always interesting is how you got out. Okay, because you're being called to come back to the church. You weren't being called to go back to that brick and mortar. He was Mm. calling you to the body of Christ. Mm. He's like, come to the church, the ecclesia, the body of Christ. Don't go to that brick and mortar, satanic, (laughs) hidden, you know, apparatus they have over there. He was calling you to the body of Christ. And what's interesting is when I really do believe you were born again at that point when you're when you're looking out that window when you're praying and you're just became overwhelmed you started crying you started laughing you know when you started saying that I, I was thinking the verses that come to me immediately where Jesus says that uh, out of our out of our belly shall blow shall flow rivers of living water mm-hmm. and it's the tears it's living water it comes out of us living well oh, yeah. water it's not just regular water off a tap it's salty water it's life. It's living yes. water is coming out of us. And and then I tell you what, I tell you what to need right. That's the only time I cry. I, I cry a lot. 
but it's only because I'm in praise and worship. It's only mm. because I look at my look at picture of Jesus in my living room when I'm doing that. I think about what He did for us, how He died yeah. on that cross for us, and how He came and got you off that cross because you were about to pay for your own sins on that cross. And He came, yeah. hey, get off there! I did that already, man. Yeah. You don't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so awesome, and like even though. Um, you know, I, I went back to Catholic church I, and you know, he's going to use all things for his good, you know, like, so yeah. it, it, he definitely got, you know, turned around. Um, he didn't leave me there. He definitely led me out and, um, and I've been blessed ever since. So now that I see it, like, I, I feel like the reason, um, I was distant from him most of my life was because I, um, I didn't really have faith in their doctrines in the first place, you know, and it's just like, like I said, I kept that open mind to other things then, and I just never had it settled. But I will tell you this, like nobody came to me like a street preacher and said, you know, you need to repent of your sins or burn in hell. He drew me. It was definitely, he led me into Mm -hmm. this to repent the proper way, you know? And so um, I'm just thankful that, that he did that I answered, you know, like you're given free will to answer the call. Um, and I did. And I'm so grateful that I opened the door and let him in. And um, oh, it's mm-hmm. been amazing ever since. <laughs> As a point, I'll make, when you received the Holy Spirit, you were crying, you were laughing. Now, all of us, when we when we receive the Holy Spirit, and I'm somebody that's listening right now, it's like, well, that didn't happen to me. Am I truly am I born again? Yes, you are. You know how when I got saved, I didn't cry, I didn't yeah. laugh. I didn't do any of that stuff. Me, I'm a mechanic, so as two plus two equals four. There's a cause and effect. There's a start. There's, there's, there, there is a reason why something happens, and it leads to the next step. And that's a very uh, melancholy way, I think. Okay. Right. So when I got saved, it's when I figured out. I was watching a Robert Breaker video, and he explained step by step the logical reason why I'm saved. And you know what happened to me, Denise? And I was like. Wow. Wow. Ha. Um, praise God. Yeah. And that was, that was me getting saved because I understood it. Amen. Wow. Peaceful. And Robert that was, Breaker. You know, <laughs> yeah. good old Robert Breaker. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. That's why I said, I don't, I don't want people to think that that's what has to happen to be saved. That was how mm-hmm. he reached me. You know, my, my individual walk, um, not to say that it would happen that way for anybody else but like that's how it, it finally resonated with me i think that he knew that he know he knows us all so inside and out so well that he he would he would know you know that i would respond to that and, right. um, that's what yeah. it took it's not based off of personal experience right but rather the word which you know which saves us which we know we are saved for uh, yeah now i'm and, confident in it and uh you know i stand in it I, I, you know, I, I think it's um, foolishness for people to keep keep trying to drag you down, you know, the the, the rabbit trail of bondage. You know, it just why would you want to spend your time feeling, you know, remorseful and um, and scared that you're going to lose your salvation when you could be, you know, redeeming and occupying your time with joy and uh, mm-hmm. helping others come to the Lord, you know, and you can't do that if you're bound up in fear. It, it, it makes it harder, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. people see like the confidence on me. You know, I, I want people to see Jesus in me. I want to be a, 
a very good, like, like on uh, Psalm 23, or you lead me on paths of righteousness for your namesake. Like, I want people to know how to represent, you know, that I represent Christ through these attributes, through my love, through my faith, and through the hope that I carry, that people would see the hope in me and 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 maybe long for that for themselves and, and be inquisitive, like, you know, what, what makes you so happy? You know, like I come into work, um, I work in a restaurant and it's like a lion's den. I mean, like, it's just people like, what make you so happy? And I'm like, I got the love of Jesus all over me. You know, like I want people, <laughs> I want that to be contagious. You know, I want to catch more yeah. bees of honey than to try to like put fear into people to come to God that way. You know what I mean? Like, and so I just think it's a better effective tool in, um, in your witness when you're showing them the love of God you know, versus, um, you know, the consequences. I mean, yes, yeah. there, there are consequences uh, for rejecting, you know, Christ. But I also, I want them to understand why I have such peace and joy, uh, you know, that that Amen. is, truly, you know, the benefit of having Christ save you in this world also, and not just for the eternal, but mm-hmm. you can also be joyful in this life. Yeah. And the, the love, yeah, the yeah. love is a great testimony because let's face it. I mean, before I was born again, I've had plenty of people talk to the Lord to me and um, you just, you can discern when someone's genuinely coming to you in love versus someone who feels like they're coming to you out of obligation. There's a big difference and you can yeah. easily spot that difference. And for me, that was a big, like, uh, no thanks before I was born again. So that's why it's so important to, to, have our testimony based in the love of God. Right. And um, it's so funny that because of the fruits of the spirit, right. And everyone's like, Oh, you'll know them by their fruits. But you know, when we look at Galatians five, that talks about the fruits of the spirit, you know, we have love, peace, joy, happiness, meekness, gentleness, self-control. Those affect the things that we do in our life. Right. But it starts at the spirit, you know, as in Galatians, I believe it's three, three that says that you don't walk in the spirit's, through the flesh right it's it's a faith walk that's how we produce the fruits of the spirit when yeah. peter was being uh re- reproved by paul but isn't that something else though because man that's one thing the lord has also been teaching me a lot to mean is just just to share the love of god and especially now more lately than in the past i really feel like the lord's been directing and guiding me to just start showing more grace and love to everyone in the body because we're all in such different places in our walk and a lot of people can come with a lot of condemnation or down talking because they Mm. haven't they haven't been led to an understanding yet they're at a different place in their you know in their journey with the lord yeah yeah and it's 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 really sad because it seems that a lot of the body is at kind of disarray turning on each other over that. And we're called to love each other. You know, that's a big important thing, but they demonize love, right? They demonize love and they, they try to make this thing about love, like, Oh, love, love about what, you know, what you should be able to do. Right. Cause the love the world teaches is it's a selfish love. You know, I want to please my flesh. I want to do this. But God's love is so much different. It's yeah. you know, it's a selfish, a selfish love. It's also love. love, love through lies. It's not love through truth. Um, yeah. And you did a video. You did a live on that too recently, didn't you, uh, Michael? Sunday. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I talked about division that. In, within the body. Yeah. yeah, 
it's been based off really... of a number of things that we we discuss here, even on uptime. Some of the things, not that we're dividing yeah. people. But, oh, sure, sure. But, um, but it, it's disheartening because it's, I just want the body to be unified in a one mind. That's just of course calls right. us to be. Yeah, doesn't it say in Proverbs six like um, there's six things that are you know that God hates and are abominations. Seven is abominations. Like one of them is yep. so discord amongst the brethren. Like. Um, that, that you do see that out there. And then we, you know, we that being more mature in the spirit are the ones who should be leading and um, setting the example and um, trying to cultivate like, you know, the, the newbies, if you want to call them, that haven't actually got to that place. Like you were talking about Michael to um, yeah. Like, because uh, you know, we, we thirst for righteousness and uh, holiness and none of us are going to completely get there until we're made, you know, into our glorified bodies. Well, the so perfect has come. You, have to, you have to help each other right, along Kevin? the way. You know? Perfect. Yeah. And one of the things too, that like just having the word just be so integrated into my being now, like when, when I don't understand something that I might be reading or, you know, I question things in my flesh, I'm almost quick to pull out like a Bible verse. I'll say, well, you know what? Um, that doesn't it say like a, uh, you know, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. My ways are higher. And to um, yeah, lean not on your own understanding, but trust in every word of God and he'll direct your path. Things mm-hmm. like that. You know, throughout the day, like if I don't understand, like why something might be happening or I'm questioning, like knowing that you have the word to fall back onto to kind of help you get up and continue in the right direction, you know, and not... Um, because sometimes when you, you know, it's your finite understanding, the word is perfect. <laughs> if you don't it understand is. something, it's, and honestly, like the deeper you go in the Bible, it's like a peeling back all the onion layers. I mean, it gets so, I mean, it's like, whoa, amazing. Like I, there's no way man could have like wrote this because <laughs> of the way it's all interwoven and just the details and how things connect. And when you start connecting those dots, it's like the veil gets lifted and you're able to see and through the spirit. I often tell people that when they say to me, the Bible doesn't um, make sense and that it's just fairy tales and fables. And I'm like, no, man, that you're reading in the flesh. Like you need to read it in the spirit. If you're reading it in the spirit, you would understand it because you'd oh, be able to, you know, <laughs> make more sense to you. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. Kevin, yeah. uh, what do you have? What do you have for us? I want to. I want to hear about the Church of Satan. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, how does this happen? I'm a glutton for for punishment of the years, but uh, you know, I just uh, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued slightly about this. I mean, we heard about uh, Robert Barber, Robert um, Hagen's uh, venture into what was it, Buddhism or something. Uh, so yes. it's always interesting to hear the, the paths that people take that ultimately uh, they get steered back into the right direction. And, um, you know, that's I think that's the amazing thing about your testimony is is that it is unique, which is everyone's. And it, it's it's amazing that, uh, uh, you know, the almighty God reaches out to each person individually. And it, it, that's that always amazes me. I mean, you're talking about billions of people. And I mean, it's hard to manage, you know, if you're a manager at work, it's hard to manage more than like one person. (laughs) But I mean, like after five or six, you're like, 
all I do all day is like is deal with people and, and try to help them and this and that. You're talking like billions, eight billion people living right now. Uh, so it's always uh, it's always interesting to hear you know people's individual uh, steps and the road that they take and how they you know like you said you went and you searched twice for a Catholic church and I mean that's the, what you knew right. That's all but, I knew at the time, yeah. But that's not where God wanted you. So, nope. <laughs> it, so you just, you know, you felt it inside that I'm not being called really to go there. I'm being called to do something else. And that's what he does. He puts that small, st- silent, still voice, if you're willing to listen. The obedience, he, he, right. He puts it there. And you've got to be a little patient sometimes. And you got to kind of like say, all right, you know, I'm going to wait on you. And then your path all of a sudden opens up and it's straight. And that's when you know it's from God. When you go, you know, hey, what, what, what am I going to do? What, what, what do I need to do? And it's like you ask him and then all of a sudden something happens and it works out perfectly. You know, yeah. it's from me. Oh, you know, oh gosh. Yeah, he's, he's led me in so many different ways. And it's really, um, I think he's testing you to see like if you're going to be obedient and uh, when I first got born again back in 2019, it was it was in August, late August. I wish I would remember the date like Michael, but I didn't know what was happening in the moment. I, I, I look back at it and I know what was happening, but in the moment I didn't. But in, in um, December, I went to Lowe's to buy Ponsetta plants and I pulled out of the complex and I, and I noticed this woman standing there with a sign, you know, single mom needs help. You know, we've all seen that before. So um, I, I kind of looked over, I glanced at her, and I kept driving. And, um, and I'm driving, and I'm feeling this conviction in my heart, like I, I'm hearing, like, the sheep, the goat judgment in Matthew, you know, 20, um, 25, how our, yeah, I think it's Matthew 25, where he was like, you know, when did I see you, you know, hungry and thirsty and that, you know, when you didn't do it to me, you didn't, you know, didn't do it to um if you didn't do it to them, you haven't done it to me. So like, I was kind of like having that like go through my head and I just kept feeling this conviction. I'm already on the highway. I'm almost home. And the conviction was so strong that I literally turned my car around, went back to blows, looking for her, hoping that she was still there. She was still there. So I, I pulled up and I unrolled my window. I was going to just hand some money. And I heard the Lord say to me, go up the hill, park your car and walk down. And I was like, I didn't want to do that, you know, because it was cold and it was snowing. And I didn't want, I heard it's like, park the car, go up the hill and come down. So I came, I walked down the hill and I, and I said hello to her and I witnessed and I asked her if she knew Jesus and everything. And I said, what are you doing out here? I says, did you fall on hard times? And she's like, she just floodgates open. She was crying. She's like, I just got a cancer diagnosis and I don't know how to tell my two sons. I've been recently divorced and I don't have like, you know, the support and all this. And I didn't, I was just like, oh my gosh, I just like grabbed this woman where we were hugging her. I'm hugging this stranger in, in the parking lot at Lowe's because she needed somebody to like show her some kindness in that moment, more than just handing the money. You know what I mean? And so I believe that the Lord used me in a very powerful way um, in, in that moment. And the fact that I was willing to be obedient I think was kind of, it was one of the, the first times that I really felt the conviction to go back. And when I, um, when I did that, I feel like by that testing, I think he started to like 
bring more and more like situations like that. And, um, in the obedience and like the, the Satanist story is one of those stories about my being obedient to do that. So I was um, out shopping in my community and I heard go to Walmart and um, the Lord knows I don't like Walmart. <laughs> I don't want to go to Walmart. And I hear go to Walmart and it's like, okay. So I, I drove to Walmart. I know what I'm doing there. And I walked in through the garden center. And I see this huge man. I mean, huge. He was probably seven feet tall, 400 pounds. And I'm thinking, wow, he was very intimidating looking. And um, I'm like, nope, I, I don't want to, I, I don't think so. And I just like, I walked out of the store, right? And I and I kept hearing the conviction and I'm like, oh, go in with this, go with this. And I'm like, okay. So I went back in, I'm looking through the aisles for this guy and I, I caught up with him and I struck up a conversation and I'm saying, um, you know, do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you know the gospel of salvation? And he's like, yes, I do. And I was like, Wow. So we had this amazing conversation. We, uh, you know, we're talking about the end times and, you know, how we believe that, you know, we're in the end days. And then I'm, I'm walking out the door, scratching my head, wondering, Lord, why did you want me to witness to him? And I turn the corner and I see this other guy standing there. And in my spirit, I heard him. And I was like, him? And he's like, him. And I was like, this guy was straight up freaky looking. I would have ran and the opposite direction in any other given situation. He had on a, a thick choker necklace with spikes coming out of it. And he was dressed in all black. His hair was like dyed black. He had piercings and tattoos all over. He had like a, a, a ring. It was pierced through his septum and on it hung a chain, a metal baphomet, like it covered his face, baphomet. And he had on a, this vest with all these weird, strange symbols and patches on it. And these big, thick boots. I mean, straight up Satanist. And so um, I'm like, how am I going to start up a conversation with him? I, I had no idea, like, how to do this. But I approached him and I was like, talking to him. I'm like, so do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you know the gospel of salvation? And he looked at me like I had three heads. And, and then he pointed to one of the um, patches on his thing. And then I went, oh, I go, so, oh, I get it. You're a Satanist. And he looked at me like yeah nice uh nice einstein and i'm like i says but i go why i says why are you on the darkness i'm like you do know you're going to hell right and he was like oh yeah the human barbecue and he was making light of it and like i said human barbecue i go i go you're a fool i can't believe i said that straight to his face i'm like you're being foolish i'm like what i go no and i and I mean, like the Holy Spirit completely took over and the gospel just spewed out of me. And I was like, wow. just hearing it home to him. And then I was so like on fire and I was worked up and I'm like, what is your name? And I need to pray for you. And he goes, I'm not telling you. And he walked, he was turned his back and he started walking away. And I screamed through the store and I'm like, I'm praying for you anyways. And like all these people look in and I'm like, <laughs> I, walked out of the store, I was shaking. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. I just awesome. <laughs> standing by my car and I'm praying. And um, this woman come by, she's like, everything okay? And I'm like, I, I just had the strangest encounter. I, I was witness to a Satanist. And she's like, well, there's strength in numbers. And she grabbed my hand and her and I stood in the parking lot. We prayed together. And I was like, Wow. I just was so amazed by that. And then a few months later, I hear, go back to Walmart. And I was like, you know, like, I don't like Walmart. And Roy's like, go to Walmart. And I'm like, oh. So I went back to Walmart. I'm not kidding. 
I walked in the door. Who do you think the first person I laid my eyes on was? It was the him. Satanist. It was him. And I was like, he's actually a greeter at the door. And uh, I just walked right past him. And um, here in the spirit, you're not going to just walk right past him now, are you? And I'm like, I turn my cart around. I'm like, I got, uh, so I, I approached him and I go, Hi, I says, do you remember me? And he's like, no, should I? And I'm like, yes, I witnessed Jesus Christ you in the garden center a couple months ago. And he's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not placing you. And I'm like, but I witnessed Jesus Christ you in the garden center just a couple months ago. How could you forget that? And he's like, yeah, still no Jesus. And I was like, okay. And he goes, oh, but whatever you got going on here. And I was like, oh, brother. So I walked away. <laughs> and then I went, um, I got some... <laughs> Grocery items, whatever. And I'm going to the checkout and I asked the girl, at the, at, I says, what's that guy's name at the front door? And I know I says, I witnessed Jesus Christ to him in the garden center. And I told him I wanted to pray for him and he wouldn't give me his name. She goes, oh yeah, that's Derek. I says, thank you. So I'm walking out of the store and I approached Derek one last time and I go, you know, Derek, I know you don't remember me, but I'm going to let you know, I never forgot you. And I, I pray for you all the time. And I hope you can open your heart to Jesus. And I walked out and I was practically in tears. And I get to my car and I hear the Lord say to me, as long as there's breath in his body, he's redeemable. And that um, you don't know what things people go through in life that bring them, them down like that path. Amen. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow. So like I made a video and I was like calling all hands on deck to pray for this guy. And then somebody actually like um, made a comment and said, I had the same exact I had the same exact encounter with Derek in the garden center at, at Walmart. And I was like, I'm like, is this, is this true? I'm like, is somebody trying to like, you know, <laughs> but you're looking he, for hidden cameras. After he wrote everything that he wrote and um, how he said the same exact things and how he went back a second time and, and it was and the same exact approach. He wrote, he wrote Medina at the bottom, and that's the city I live in. And so, like, there's no way he would have known. Mm. So hey, that was Denise, a confirmation. I have a question for you. You just, um, hmm, when did you meet this Derek guy? How long I ago? Met was him at, uh, it was, like, back in that summer, probably around um, August, July, August. I had a dream. Eh, it's probably nothing. You might want to see this guy again. I had a dream. I was on. I wrote it down. It was actually my log here. On April nineteenth at six a.m., I had a dream where I was in a mental hospital, and there was a guy named Derek. He was tall. He had, oh. he had black curly hair. Did this guy have black curly hair? Yeah, he did. Okay, his name black was hair. Derek. God, God told me in that dream that I'm going to deliver him. And that wow. Was Wow. And I wrote it down. God told me to write it down. And I don't know why I wrote it down. I wrote it. I had it on April 19th at 6 a.m. Wow. His name is Derek. And big, tall guy, black, curly hair. Now, if you go and find him again, he's working in a mental hospital. You better okay. tell me I had a dream that God's going to do a work in his life. It says, God says, I'm going to deliver him. So just want to tell wow. you that. Oh my goodness, this is amazing. Too. I've been yeah, looking for this Derek guy. I've been looking for him for the last month and a half. <laughs> wow. I said, Where's this Derek guy? I, like, yeah. I see. I think nobody meets, nobody meets his, his uh, description. I knew he seemed really shady, though. 
He's in the church. Really of Satan. That's why you don't. That's why you don't. See him. That's why you don't see him. You don't go there very yeah. often. No. Divine no, appointment. Divine. But I was in a mental hospital. It doesn't mean where Bob hangs out. Mental hospitals in the Church yeah. of Satan. But he's probably like he probably he's probably like he's in a bad place. I think that's what the mental hospital meant. So I yeah. think maybe perhaps this to the this is to Derek that my dream is probably the reason why you're here on the show tonight. Maybe you need to hunt that guy down. You need to show him this broadcast. Show him on his phone. Show him that I mentioned his name, Derek. I had a dream about him too. Wow. So is, is this the uh, is this the Cyrus moment here? Is this the <laughs> you're written down in this book a hundred years ago, buddy? And like, you know, like this guy Bob Amazing. had a dream about you years ago that you're going to get delivered. What I can see you turning this one. You know me, right? Amazing. Yeah, I can remember it was in the summertime. It was I don't remember what month it was, but it was definitely in the summertime and uh, in the garden center. It was just it, and you know he was um, he was saying some things like, but he sounded like. Like a normal, like kind of chill type guy, he was, um, you know. But his, I mean, it didn't, it didn't get like evil. Like you know, some people you might meet that you just really feel like the evil penetrating off of them. I just felt like he was being foolish, and um, mm. I remember calling him foolish. But when, when the, when the Holy Spirit took over and started really preaching the gospel, I don't, it was like I wasn't even there. It was like this was totally like. Um, the work of the Holy Spirit through me in that moment. And, um, you know, he's trying to reach him because he had used that other person and he confirmed that by putting my, the city down and then, you know, using me twice is just, and then your dream. I mean, that's, it's just amazing. It really, God is. Definitely- you're probably going to see him again. I promise you, you're going to see him. guys. I, I felt that drop in my spirit. You're going to see this guy again. Mm-hmm. Take a yeah. picture of him. All right. Take a picture if I see him again. Yeah, he feels like he I need to see <laughs> <a picture. laughs> He's gonna be like, hmm. Just take a picture. Yeah. Stand still. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. It's like maybe from a like, distance, right? Like, don't let him know. Like, creep on him. But that's the thing. Is like he's 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 been so deceived that he thinks yeah. that it's a barbecue party. Yeah. Instead mm-hmm. of eternal like, damnation. Like, you know, you know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just don't think they really foolish than, than like willful resentment or 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 turning away against God. It's more just foolishness, it seems like. And that that yeah. kind of person can be turned around, um, you know, using the right approach and and uh, and them, you know, figuring out that wait a minute, you know, this is not really a joke here. We're talking about eternity and it's sometimes though it's difficult for them to like take a moment and actually think about the repercussions of that and how big eternity is but if you can get them to that point then sometimes they go wait a minute you know i've been thinking this is a joke and there maybe something happens in their life that kind of triggers them to be able to do that you know maybe they have somebody they know died recently or something happened where all of a sudden this has become more real you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that, it's yeah. funny that you say it that way, Kevin, because there was this uh, couple of teenage girls that I was witnessing to. And um, about, oh, maybe a year ago, I was living at a different place and I was living with their family. Well, the girl's mom believed in witchcraft and things of that nature, but she had overdosed 
and perished. Aww. So we were going over to gather her things up because she had nowhere else to go but to the place where I was at. And um, we were in the U-Haul, and you know, I, I went there to help out, is just trying to encourage and and just you know share the love of Jesus with. Her. She's a Satanist, and I remember her talking about the Baphomet. And I was like, you do realize what the Baphomet is, right? So it was kind of awkward in the sense because her mom just died, right? And we're sitting in the cab of the truck, and mm. I'm trying to talk to her. And um, she was like, yeah, you know, I know what the Baphomet is. And I was like, you do realize if you follow the Baphomet, you're going to follow them straight to hell. Mm-hmm. And it's it's real sobering to have to talk to someone like that. And it really takes the Holy Spirit to kind of lead you in that conversation you know know when to be stern and when to be full of grace in that sense you know and and i remember walking into her and then over the the year that i was there at that place just which was kind of hard because you could imagine living in a place where i couldn't control my environment dealing with things of that nature all the time so let's just say spiritual warfare was real but during that time her friend also came to live there and they were both Satanists. And I kept trying to witness. And I just did everything I could that entire year just to show them grace and the love of Jesus. And um, they used to kind of call me like bad names and mock me about being a Jesus guy and things like that. But, you know, I just I let it slide. And and the sad thing is, it's like what you guys are saying. Deep down, I just could tell they really just had no idea what it was that they were doing that Mm. if they really just knew the Mm. level of how scary that is right to follow something and how real hell is and how scary hell really is there's not one person i could imagine in this world that would be like okay human barbecue you know what i mean it's just i think it's a truly just a cognitive dissonance they just don't believe Right. And um, that, right. I think that's a huge part because they see all these like cheeky new age cartoons and stuff where they're making light of Satan and the devil and, oh, you know, yeah. all these blasphemous shows. And it's just it's it's really sad, but it's just capturing the attention of the youth of this this world and nation. And it's just going downhill. And we can see how evil is really starting to take a foothold in our society. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. Right. Yeah. I like get one of those kerosene cans with the with a blower on it. You click it, goes like nice little flame, and grab one of those guys. Oh yeah, human barbecue. Oh great, give me your hand. <laughs> give me your hands. It's human barbecue. This is fun. Hold the hand. Yeah. You know, How do you like that right? now? Right. You know, Michael, uh, Bob's taking the second approach, which yeah. is the, the scare them to death. Yeah. You know, of hell. Yeah. Not, not the first approach, which is like you know, be gentle and kind. But Bob's like, I'm going to scare these people. But you know what? The Bible says there are two different yep. approaches, right? So yep. for really some is, people, yeah. you can scare them that way. Yeah. Pull them from the fire. That's right. Yeah. Pull them from that's the fire. Why, that's why I preach. You know, Deneen, you preach with love. You go people. You give people hugs and stuff like that. You know what I do? <laughs> hey, Jesus coming soon. This country's going to burn. You right with God yet? <laughs> Hurry up. We talk about Jesus. That, that, yeah. That's how I preach. Yeah. That's how I talk to my family. This country's going to burn. Yeah, it's going to hurt. Are you going to be alive 100 years from now? No. Well, where are you going to be? I preach fear. I'm, and I, I preach love, too. But fear, you know, fear works, man. Either you are, you're, yeah. motiva- you're, motiva- you're motivated by the excitement of gain 
or the fear mm-hmm. of loss. Yeah. Right. Gain, yeah. gain or loss. Yeah. I think okay. Bob's next purchase I, is a flamethrower. I think that's yeah, and I think that's why it's so important because it's a reality. You know that will come yeah. to pass. I mean, yeah. I don't think it's loving to not warn them of the impending doom. You know, I, sure. that has to be part of the message. I mean, you, you do mm-hmm. want to pull them out of the fire, so to speak. Um, sure. and it's a, it's, I was trying to do with Derek in that moment. Um, but I also, I, I, by and large, I, I guess my message of love is more like in my prison ministry, like trying to show that these, you know, these women who um, have no hope and think sure. that they're not, you know, redeemable because of how bad their sins were that, you know, you know, that that's kind of like where my, more of my love message comes in. But like people like Derek, yeah, he needs to know the truth of like what he <laughs> is getting himself into. Like, sure. you know, like the fool says in his heart, there is no God. Like, look, dude, you know, like it's yeah. that's like that's two, what you two think diametrically is- opposed audiences, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, one of them feel one of them, like you said, feels total condemnation already. They're coming to yeah. you with their heads down. They've already been condemned. They've got no hope. And right. the other one has no fear of condemnation whatsoever. Exactly. So, and yeah. uh, so yeah. it's that, that's interesting that you that God has put you in in both spots to kind of hone you yeah. into uh, a, a you know different message for each as well. Right, and it's yeah. it's really truly being in tune with the spirit and like being obedient Amen. to it. Like when, um, when he first had me approach the big guy and I was like, why did you have me even talk to him? Like it was, <laughs> uh, he said to test your obedience. Like it was wow. because he was prepping me to see if I would literally be have, you know, the wherewithal to, to, to approach that Derek in the first place, because the, you know, me and my flesh, like I would have never considered doing that. I would have ran the other direction. Like I would have not yeah. like even wanted anything to do with that, but he put that boldness in me for a reason. And, um, amen. And I, and I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head, Deneen. It's, it's really guys about being in tune with the spirit and, and doing what the Lord is leading us to do, because there's such a vast array of how we can approach people without the Holy Spirit prompting us and leading us through the gospel administration process. We can really botch things we up can, and, we and make a we mess of things. Fail. Yeah. yeah. And we didn't, so, we're in you know, tune with that. Lead, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we we want to always go by the prompting of the Holy Spirit because He'll He'll guide you and He'll and He'll give you the words to speak. And Amen. Amen. for sure, yeah. and He does that here too on uptime. And you know what? If it wasn't for the prompting of the Holy Spirit, we wouldn't have any of this. That's we true. wouldn't have uptime. We wouldn't have any of the lives, and and He directs it. That was one of our prayers before Amen. Uh, coming on here today, That's is right. that He directs this. That He we do this for Him and for His will. And that's what we want. The ultimate thing is for you to be blessed, to be edified, lift up the body for all, you know. And, of course, we don't know who's going to be watching these recordings. You could have a a Satanist, right, stumble upon one of these things trying to uh, put in a nasty comment. And you don't know. The Holy Spirit could be prompting that person at that moment. You never know what what the Holy Spirit is going to be doing to that individual at that particular time. So... Mm-hmm. We always give all glory to God for this. You know what's Amen. interesting is that what's coming up here, of course, is the tri- the tribulation period, Daniel's seventieth week, and that is going to be a very serious time for a lot of people. Yes. Okay, I mean, when those things are that are happening on the world in the world, causing men's hearts to fail, 
for those things that are coming upon the earth, you're talking about a very serious time with, you know, creatures coming out of a pit that's opened by an angel. I mean, they're, 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 this is a time that that's never happened before, never happen again. People are going to have to make a choice one way or the other to accept Christ Jesus himself or accept a false Christ, uh, an antichrist. And so look at people are going to get tested here. It's coming. And uh, for those who have stumbled upon here who say, you know what, this is all junk and bunk. Remember that when we're gone and you're here during that time of testing, choose the right answer, which is Jesus Christ. And then you'll have eternal life. Amen. That's, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the message that we have. We have hope. You see, we're not waiting for that testing period. We already have been tested. We are already have passed the test because we put all of our faith and trust in Jesus Christ as our Savior. Amen. And that's yeah, the only way yeah. that you can do it. You're not going to be able to yeah. get there on your own. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've seen uh, in Scripture the Lord was showing me is after he was baptized, right, and he went out, out of the Jordan, he immediately went into a time of testing for the 40, right? And it's so amazing because he completed everything, guys. He fulfilled everything, right. including the testing period that Kevin's talking about. And just okay. as we have an imputed righteousness, we have passed everything because he is our sufficiency. He is the one who passed it all. And it's all the glory be to God. There's not one of us here that can say that that we've been, you know, spectacularly great all the time. Although we love to be, but um it's just the reality we're carrying around this 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 flesh and and until we go home you know we won't have a perfection in this body in the flesh speaking but i think it's so awesome because the lord was showing me that once and i was like man you know test 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 and you will get tested don't get me wrong you will be tested there will be times in your life where the lord will bring you through some some real ringers, but it's not those things that's going to lead you to salvation because salvation has already been brought to you by the free gift Amen. through his blood that Jesus Christ did. That is a, uh, right. That's a refining period is what it is. It's a, it's exactly. It's sanctification, refining. sanctification. Exactly. It's refining. It's a, it's, it's God. The, the, the best iron sharpens iron you can possibly get is one of those Amen. chastisements yeah. or tests or, or temptations or whatever that you get that um, will not lead you to evil, but lead yes. you back to the Lord. And Amen. that's what he wants to do sometimes. Hallelujah. And, you know, you'll be straying, you'll be doing something. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know. You get a little swack and you're back on track. <laughs> and uh, you're like, exactly. you know, you're like, thank you. Thank you, Dad. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Father, for doing that. You know, that yeah. because and he does that because he loves you. He loves yep. you. Not because he hates you or he wants you hurt. He he exactly. knows the things that you're doing are, are the things that are actually hurting you. So he wants you to get back yeah. to a place where you're not getting hurt anymore. Yeah. It's just like what Denine said earlier, and I love the way she said that. She found in in her in her walk that she has come to a place where she can have joy and peace in every situation and giving thanks to God in every situation, whether it be good or bad in the trials and or the tribulations. And that's really when we get to that peace, knowing that it's his by his finished work, then we can rest. And in any state we're in, whether it be going into a storm, 
in a storm or coming out of a storm, we can have that peace in Jesus and, and, and actually be grateful because we know that even if we don't understand, but we know in faith that somehow he's doing it for our good and his glory. And when you realize that, that no matter what's happening in your life, no matter how bad it might be, when we in faith see that God's doing it for our good and his glory, I mean, you can't help but be like, thank you, Jesus. I know this is some dry, some crazy times, but thank you. Thank you, because somehow this is working it all out. Well, don't you think that that like the times that we've been going through, especially lately in the last few years, um, that the eternal state, the perfect, as Greg, you know, and the Bible calls it, uh, and we call it as well, that when we get there, how much more glorious that's going to be, uh, that the fact that there will be no more trials, oh, tribulations, oh, man. things like that's that awesome. of this nature. Wow. We want to put up with all this other junk that's going on in the world. I mean, the simple fact is, is that Bob Barber may be right in the fact that Uptime 2.0 happens at the end of the millennium to talk about all the junk and the trials and the tribulations that were happening during that period of time. So it it, it is an amazing time to be alive, but I can't wait till the eternal state where we are, are, are done with these, these shells, these, these mortal shells, this mortal coil that we have that we struggle with every day. Um, just imagine not having that struggle anymore. I mean, what a glorious time it's going to be in the fellowship with everyone. Uh, I mean, it's going to be just unbelievably amazing. Just to get away I, from the sin nature. Yeah. Just to get away uh, from the sin nature. The, the, I, the nature. I mean, you, you might have a good day. You have bad days. But even on your good days, even on my best days, I still feel that sin nature. Oh, yeah. Okay? Like my, my worst day on earth can never beat. I said my my best day, my best day on earth will never beat my worst day in heaven. Amen. Amen. That's what makes Amen. Right. Amen. No more bad. <laughs> yeah. And in the next person in the chat, no more bad thoughts. Yeah. I mean, it's not ju- just the actions; it's yeah. also the thoughts. Because Jesus said, yeah. "Hey, have you ever thought this, or you know, exactly. thought about that?" That's a yeah. sin too. And you're like, "Oh man, how do I stop that?" You're like, "Well, when the perfect comes, you it will." <laughs> Until yeah. then, yeah. get yeah. get the yeah. gift of the Spirit and have some self control. You know, try that out yeah. on precise, which is part of the <laughs> sanctification <laughs> process. Right? <I> know. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. I think about that all the time, guys, about just how awesome it's going to be to finally be rid of this. Because nowhere do we see in the state we are in now in Scripture where it says we're not going to have war against the flesh. And, right. and you know, the flesh wars against the spirit. It's it's a wrestling match. And granted, the Lord gives us the strength to get through it. But we're still almost engaged and in, in, entangled with our bodies. So we're always constantly going through sanctification, constantly warring with the flesh. So that day when we can just relax and be with Jesus and the fellowship and then not ever have to, to worry about your, your sicknesses, your ailments, your thoughts, mm-hmm. and, you know, stumbling stones, anything in your life. Oh, man, that's something I think about all the time. I'm like, I get so excited when I think about yeah, that. Oh, yeah. Jesus is gonna it be sounds so like cool. something that Annette just chatted there, Michael. She says, yeah, I'm always telling myself, get out of my head. You know, <laughs> you know like, even be, being here on the earth, you know, you can have like everything in the world. You can have all the money. You can have all the servants. You can have great health. 
Okay, everything going on for you. All right, you have all this here on the earth in your flesh, but you know what? You still have to go to the bathroom. I get on a roll during the day. I'm like, I don't want to take the time to go sit on the toilet. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, Bob was going to bring it here. Bob always brings it here. Whenever we talk about heaven and how beautiful it's going to be, he's like, I'm not going to have to go to the bathroom anymore. It's just like, okay, Bob, we get it. <laughs> no more waste. Because no more waste, right? <laughs> no more waste. Waste makes no haste. Have you seen the sewer systems in heaven? Hell yeah, sewer systems. Yeah, but hey, Greg. Great. Questions? If, Questions. If you don't, if you don't mind, I'd like to to share that praise report. Oh, absolutely! I was going to ask you beforehand if that was something you would be willing to bring up. Yeah, yeah. let's uh, let's talk about your your awesome praise report, there, brother. Go ahead, fill us in. So I ha- I have some good news and a and a praise report to bring, and a really interesting encounter altogether. It was just a very interesting day. So as you guys know, I've mentioned it a few times here and there, and if you've watched my channel, you you'd probably already know, but for the last almost five years now, we haven't had a home of our own. We've just been kind of going from place to place to place and just kind of nomadic life, I guess, you know. And just it's there's a long story behind why it's been that way ever since being born again. But it's um, it was so awesome because I had this VA benefit thing where they would you could put your name on a waiting list and then you go to the housing and they give you, they supply housing for you. Well, it had been so long, you know, just waiting for it. And and not that I gave up hope on it. You know, I always knew the Lord in his time would provide a place, you know, for me and my family, but it was so awesome today to, to get the call. You know, my wife actually got the call and we went down there and uh, so I'm, I'm not feeling good. And, um, my diabetes is getting to me and so they had these smarties and we're sitting back there and we're going over the lease and everything. And the, the housing authority lady was talking about politics and everything that's going on. She's like, you know, ever since 2020, if you know what I mean, <laughs> she's like, everything's getting kind of crazy. And so one thing led to another and you know how it's funny. Cause when you come across someone, you kind of start probing, you know, like, all right, what is this person thinking? What are they? How far does it go? Well, eventually we start talking about the left and the right. And she's like, you know what? She's like, the left and the right, they're really just two wings on the same bird. And I was like, yeah, like two sides to the same coin, you know? And um, so that was like code. And she was like, well, uh, where do you stand? And I was like, well, I'm an ambassador of Jesus Christ. I was like, I don't affiliate with either side. And she's like, right on. She's like, I was just praying to the Lord this morning for discernment. And that just unleashed this amazing conversation about the end times. And she looks at me and she's like, you know, I think there's more of us out there than what we realize. And I think they're afraid of that. And I was like, you just That's might awesome. be right about that. It was just such a fulfilling and blessing. And it, it would not only are we able to finally have a, a dwelling place on earth while we're waiting which I much rather depart from this world. But I'll, I'll tell you guys, mm-hmm. the feeling that set in when we finally had a place, and you think that I would be jumping for joy because of all the, the times that passed. But still, deep down inside, I was talking to the Lord, and I was like, Lord, 
as exciting as this all is, I still rather go home. I want to go home. I'm done with this world, you know. It's, it's not, it, I'm grateful for the house. Thank you so much, but I'm ready to go home. I'm ready to go to our heavenly house to be with the Lord and each other and the big family. That's awesome, but brother. That's amazing. It was such a cool day. That such is so cool awesome. Day. That's amazing. Yeah. Praise <laughs> God. It's a beautiful time we had here, but you know what? I'd really rather go home. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's part of the pop's like, best day on earth is like, Worse than yeah. the worst thing you know. It's like yeah, I think you got a part two to your song there, uh, yeah. Michael. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got your place. Yeah. You know, there you go. Like, he's got some yeah. lyrics already written, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Here we go. Got your place. Yeah, he's, he's got to have a B side, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna but awesome. you got to have a B side. We're all sniffing really close right now, everybody. I mean, I'm ready to go. All right, you know, everybody here is ready to go. And I keep trying to, I keep look, I keep, I keep on looking for new alignments and stuff like that. Someone ha- asked her earlier, do I have any new timelines? You know what? I'm not going to look at anything new until Pentecost goes by. Nice. Okay. After that, because there's a lot of stuff going on. Like I said, mm-hmm. at the beginning of the broadcast, they're handing out satellite phones now. That's a big one. Right. Yep. They're handing out the satellite phones for a specific reason. Because there may be they're 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 they are fearing that there may be a disruption with cell phone usage. Something's gonna happen. That's why they handed them out. So reading between the lines, this could be the last time we're gonna meet up here. Okay. okay. And you know the fact is that they're afraid of an EMP. Okay. But you know they're not thinking about the EMP that's gonna come with the rapture resurrection. They don't realize how devastating the resurrection event's gonna be. Right. That's going to be a very devastating event. Extremely oh, yeah. devastating. The rapture is going to be bad. Too. A lot of people are going to disappear. Cars are going to crash. But I'll tell you what, all those people changing from mortal immortality in the graves in the ground, Jesus changed just one person. It shook a whole mountain and knocked out a, a stone that was hewn to fall into place in the, in like a, inside this big devil of a rock. It, it's impossible to get out of there. And an earthquake shook that thing right out of there when he changed mortal immortality. Jesus. Okay, so imagine about seven billion people changing at one time. Yeah, globally. there's a lot of power there with with one one God being resurrected. But think about you know millions to well, we're talking about children as well. So I mean, we're talking about yeah. a lot of people here who are going to be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, from mortal to immortal. And the energy, I would think, from that expended is is more is probably more powerful than anything that's ever been set off on Earth. Right. It actually left an imprint on that Charlotte Turin. Okay? Yeah. A very thick piece of cloth left an imprint. You know, I used to be in photography, a long time to photography classes, when they use that old film and stuff like that. Very, very thin, you know, and so you can get so you can get a flash against this thing. This mm-hmm. thing flashed on a huge, thick piece of cloth. Okay, so Amazing. you know the best thing about though this being this time right now, guys, is that when the rapture, I mean, when the resurrection happens, and if you're alive still, you know what you're all, what we're all waiting for. Because when the re- when the resurrection happens, mm-hmm. we know what's coming next. That's right. So we do have a little bit of a warning. Okay, when that event takes place, we have a little bit of warning. I'm not sure how much warning there is, but there is a little bit of warning. I hope there's at least a two minute warning. 
Two-minute warning. Two minutes. That would be nice. You know, be, you know how long a two-minute warning lasts in football? I mean, it's like sometimes it's like 25 minutes. Hey, I mean, in basketball, if you're doing the free throws with college, it could be an hour of like the last two minutes. <laughs> so uh, you never know. I mean, it, could, it could be – we could – Bob, I'm, I agree with you. I hope that there is some some kind of, you know, cue there. That would be nice to like go, oh, oh, okay, it's happening. I mean, could you imagine the excitement if you knew that the rapture was happening in two minutes from now? Yeah, exactly. You know, they're, they're, they're afraid that an EMP is going to go off. God's like, hold on, I'll show you an EMP. <laughs> I'll show you what a real EMP is like. That's an electromagnetic pulse. What amazing. would you be doing at that two minutes? What would you be doing with those two minutes? That's the oh, that's well, Running outside, standing on my lawn. That's what I'm yes. going to do. Right I don't know. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to the nearest field because that's where Bob says we're all going to go. And, and since I don't want to go to the, the cold one, I'll yeah. go to the nearest warm field. <laughs> Take us to a field. That happens a lot of dreams and vision. People just take it to a safe place, and then the whole thing gets kicked off. I don't know. It's a, it's a lot of um, the fact that 2030, you know, the, that Messiah 2030, they put out great content. And the fact that all those things began happening in 30 AD, you know, so everything that indicates, especially the fact that the crimson cloth will not turn white anymore, right. which means that God no longer accepts the sacrifice and right. it happened for 40 years straight you know what that's like taking a, a coin flipping it 40 times and land on heads what are the chances of that kevin yeah well it's very yeah no i mean it's it, it really was i mean it had to have been a sign to many people then at that time the mm-hmm. fact that uh, you know god is not visiting us anymore he is not you know purging uh, our sins anymore. He's not accepting this sacrifice, you know, and it's, and isn't it interesting that it happened right there at 30 AD, right. And then between 30 and 70, right. That, and then of course the destruction of the temple, so they couldn't even do it anymore. Um, and right. haven't been able to, to this day, Bob, I mean, it is, right. it's still ongoing that God, uh, you know, there's still a redemption process that is, that the nation Israel is going to need to go through. And for, mm-hmm. for people who to say, oh, well, there can't be an EMP or whatever. But consider this is like if there actually is some kind of EMP or whatever, what what type of rebuilding process would need to occur from the ashes of that, of the rapture resurrection event? And how could they remake that world in the harlot system? And you know how quickly they could do it. Okay. Like, I mean, the way technology is today, and we saw how quickly things change. When the whole world comes together and decides to do something, it can be done very quickly. And they can Mm -hmm. rebuild it in their own image, in the harlot image, basically, and and turn this place into a living hell. And then they think it's great utopia, right? But then, in fact, they're riding the beast, which, of course, turns on them. Uh, most likely midway through the tribulation and starts to devour them. So, you know, it's, it's going to be an interesting time. Glad to say that we're not going to be here for that. (laughs) Yeah. The fact that you've seen all this stuff happening right now, it's absolutely insane. The fact that we have this, uh, they're they're going full speed with uh, the global, the digital currency, even though we don't want it. 
and they're 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 playing it off like, oh, they're, they're, you know, we're just going to take it easy. No, you're going to ram it down our throats as soon mm-hmm. as you're ready. Okay, if the rapture resurrection takes place, we're out here. Nothing's holding them back anymore. And I think the the governments of this world are getting to a point where they're at a stalemate where they can't make the moves they need to make now because the hand of the restraint is here. They're standing at the gates. They can't go any further until the hand of restraint is removed. I think that's where they're at right now. You got a a tiger paced in the cage waiting right now. They got as far as they can get. Let's face it. Every time they try to do something in our Congress, it's it's like really big stuff. The globalists get excited, and all of a sudden there's a handful of Republicans that stop it for most. You know, that's amazing you said that because just just a few hours ago I saw an interview – with Ted Cruz, and he said that we are standing in the gap. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> what? You know, he's like, all this stuff is going down, the deep state and all these things, and we're standing in the gap. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, this is part of restraining evil from completely taking over, is it not? I mean, mm-hmm. no, no matter what you think of him personally or anything else, the fact is is that he is a professed Christian, but the body of Christ is standing in the gap right now. We are, we are standing there, and we and we are not, we're not standing for any of this nonsense. We are not going to go down quietly into this good night, are we? I mean, we are <laughs> vocal. We are not ashamed of it. We are not ashamed of what we believe and what we know to be is truth. And, it, and and we and we don't have our truth. Oh, that's my truth. Okay, so yeah. respect it. It's my truth. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> you know what my truth is? My truth is is Jesus Christ, who right. is the truth, Absolutely. the way and the life. And what He mm-hmm. says goes because He was there and spoke it when He created it. So He everything true. was created for Him and by Him. All things truth. were made. Mm-hmm. So when He says that. He created them male and female. Guess what he did? He created them male and female. <laughs> <laughs> not Chewbacca, not a pot of chili. Right, no. All right. Not, not a, a fill in the blank. Not a or a Zubizu or whatever yeah. you want to call yourself. That would be your truth, but that is not the truth. Right. That's right. Amen. Amen. Yeah, they are oh. they are standing in the gap for us right now. Yeah, but they, you know what though? It's getting to a point where it's 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 not it's getting to a point where it's not going to be enough no more. It is that bad. They're, they're really reaching around us now. Okay, we are just at that point right now. It's just like this weekend. Okay, a lot a lot's heading up towards this weekend. So, like I said, I'm not something something's coming. The fact that the first time ever they're handing out satellite phones. That's huge. That's just huge. Something's coming. And look at this question. So something's coming, but what's but what is the state of the earth going to be like seven years after that starts when Jesus returns along with us to to Armageddon? I mean, imagine the state of the earth at that point. I mean, yeah. after all those things that the the wrath of God has been poured out. Yeah. Uh, I Great mean. You're talking about yeah. just like you know, just oceans, just just devastated trees, grass devastated, full continents in the Western Hemisphere most likely just just devastated. 
Yeah. Uh, rivers dried up, poison all over the place. You've got people with uh, that had sores on them that wanted to die. You got mountains that have been leveled. You've got earthquakes yeah. that have d- done just tremendous that, damage. That does not sound good. It's not. It's not going to be a place. But Jesus is going to come back and he's going to restore it. You see. Yep. So he's gonna he's gonna renew the earth. It's not gonna be a new heaven and a new earth just yet. That happens after the millennial reign. But uh, Jesus is gonna restore the earth, um, and then uh, during you know, at, most likely at the beginning of the millennium. Maybe it's an ongoing process. We don't know, but we do know that the earth will be restored during that time. Mm-hmm. Will, will it be uh, flat or round around it at that point? Or not? <laughs> okay, that's good. It's gonna no. be very. It's gonna be very flat. Very flat. Yeah. Pear-shaped. <laughs> it's not flat. It's a sphere. It's a, sphere. a little chubby around the center. <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah, let's go to another question. And uh, let's see which question. Come on. Oh, Deneen, I think you already mentioned this. Yes, you read you read the Bible every day, don't you? Every day for the last four years. Every nice. day. You learn something new every day out of it, don't you? <laughs> Even if you read it's fascinating. Twice. And you know what? I, I like the I like the hard actual paper book. I mean, uh, there's times where I have to read it off my phone, but <laughs> I like being in an actual Bible. That's yeah. nice. Yeah, I agree, Deneen. Even when I do a lot of the studies that I do, I always start first in a physical Bible and then yeah. I migrate everything over to the digital side. And it I, I don't know, I just find it Maybe I'm just old school like that, but I, I like the books. I've always liked the books, you know, going into the library and the smell of the pages. I know that's weird, but hey, guys, it's awesome, you know. You. What something tablet, about books yeah. that won't change. Yeah, that's a know? question for you. What will tablet devices look like in computers by the time Jesus returns? <laughs> <laughs> Melted piles of plastic if, if it's not even vaporized. You know, I've actually often thought about that, and not just this, but – like, is there going to be like someone digging out a well or something, you know, and they'll, they'll find like a half of a car that was melted down <laughs> from some kind of meter? You know, I've always wondered things like that. Like, what's going to happen? I mean, obviously, we don't really know for sure 100 percent until it actually gets to that point. But, you know, there has to be trace elements left behind from the previous civilizations. And I always thought that'd be kind of weird, you know. Explain getting it, being it able to have like a little, a little, yeah, like a little museum, you know, set up where you can lead people through and cool. be like, this is what was going on at this Someone's, time. Someone's it was crazy or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. What's well, this right. question here? It says, uh, when does it look like we are going cashless? That's a great question. It could happen this weekend. <laughs> it could happen this weekend. I said that video from X Files, they, they, they shut everything down over a three day weekend. That's what they're going to do. They're going to do it over a holiday weekend called the banks go offline. Okay. And the fact that we're heading towards our uh, default this upcoming June 1st, you know, are they going to raise the debt ceiling or are they finally going to pull the trigger on this whole thing? Okay. Good question. So, I mean, that you know, everything that we've seen happen so far already, everybody, it would not surprise me that, that they pulled the trigger. It's controlled demolition, right, Bob? Yeah. I, th- I think they're ready. I think they're they're done with uh, uh, continuity of government. They're done with the emergency control powers. All right, they don't have those emergency powers no more. So now they got to take that next big step. You know, this is a pretty good time to go cashless since nobody has any cash. 
Yeah. Like, you know, inflation's just wiped out everybody's cash and savings and everything. So they're like, oh, well, you know what? You're not going to miss it. You don't have it. Remember, we told you, you're not going to have anything and you're going to be happy. You're going to be happy, yeah. <laughs> Hello? So take away your cash. You don't have it anyway. What's your worry? I like to push it from Lessa. Can we pray that Jesus comes soon? We're already doing it. Oh, We've been doing day. it since May 7th. We got the whole church on board right now praying for this whole thing. It's like mm-hmm. the church is praying for the tribulation, but you know the church is also praying for our shift to come to an end. Yeah. That's what we're praying for. Say, hey, man, we're ready to go home. Clocking out. Oh, it's time to clock out, man. <laughs> <laughs> redeem Israel, please, Lord. Redeem Israel and take us home. That's right. Shift <laughs> change. Bring in the 144,000. Bring yeah. in the two witnesses. Bring in some angels. That's awesome. <laughs> I like it. Exactly. All right, Bobby, you bring in the next one. Pray for it. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Amen. Yes, you can, and yes, you should. And yes, we do. Mm-hmm. You're going to bring the next like one? Right here. Mm-hmm. That's like, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on with King Charles, and I got some friends of mine, uh, John um, John Boucher, um, Ronnie Midnoy, mine, even on um, even God a Minute. A, they, they have a lot of stuff against King Charles right now. <laughs> and if there's anybody, I don't follow the Antichrist. I don't study that stuff, you know. But I tell you what, though, this guy has a lot of stuff pointing at him right now. A lot of stuff. I mean, everybody is like everybody's sniffing around him right now. Maybe he <laughs> is the Antichrist, Bob, because none of us here really kind of have much respect for that guy much. And, and it's not like we would bow down and worship him at any time soon. Throw a tomato on him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so maybe 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 he maybe there are people in this world who just love him and would just love to worship him, but I just don't see the appeal. I'm sorry. Back up over my pickup truck. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean he's got a really rotten kind of, kind of some rotten rotten kid um and, and a rotten daughter in law. I, I just you know, I, he's not managing his house very well. I don't know. I'm not I mean his brother's all messed up too. I mean I'm not happy with yeah, you know, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know. How can he be can he be the Antichrist? I mean, is he a Syrian? I mean the Antichrist is known as the Assyrian. That's what it says in Daniel. I don't know. I just don't see it. Yeah. I think it's Daniel. Maybe it's not Daniel. Um now that I'm thinking about it. But he he, he that's that's one of his monikers though. I mean, is he? Is this yeah. guy like Antichrist material? Antichrist. Yeah, uh, Antichrist. Yeah, I don't know, man. It, it I could. Think that we're not going to find out because we have to go in order for that first seal to be opened. Well, that's so what that I would do. Sorry to miss the entrance of the Antichrist and all, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry to ruin your party, Antichrist, but we're going to be leaving now. Um, you know, you know what's going to be amazing, guys, is we're going to stand there in heaven, uh, Revelation 5, 9, we're going to stand before Jesus, and he's going to hear the scroll, and we're all like, yeah, the scroll. It's gonna, it's gonna, it breaks that first seal. We're all going to be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. The, the, the knowledge yeah. will just, will just, will just like <laughs> right. in our heads. Amen. All like, yeah, I told you that guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, right, yeah. On. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, someone could come to you and go, I told you it was King Charles. Yeah. And you're just like, look. <laughs> you know, really? I was just thinking that, though. But Jesus hits. I thought you were supposed, supposed, to be, cracks, uh, you're supposed to be perfect. You're supposed to be sinless. What are you doing coming over here and me gloating? Come on. Check your spirit. Check your spirit. Uh, Raptor Ready says, what's going to take place after Pentecost on May 28th? I don't know. Maybe nothing. 
<laughs> a whole big nothing burger, huh? Big nothing burger. We've had, I've beaten plenty of those, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's a job of watchmen. We see stuff, and I'm, I'm always going to call it out. Sure. Okay, because we're at that point right now is well, it's getting close. Okay. Yeah. If it's like 2001 or 1985, okay, yeah, I think we should be ridiculed for talking about this. But in 2023, <laughs> yeah, we're going to keep calling stuff. I'm always going to keep calling stuff out. Any patterns I see or anything, man, I'm going to keep right, doing well. it because if I stop doing that Amen. and then rapture happens, yeah. I stop watching. Then the blood's on your hands, Bob. Yeah. Ain't, ain't be no blood on my hands, man. No, <laughs> no. So what? What's going to take place after Pentecost? I, I would say at this point, only God knows. Yeah. Only God knows what's going to happen after the twenty eighth. Greg, do you know Amen. what's going to happen after twenty eighth at this point? I, I don't, think don't know. I okay. don't know. Deneen, what do you think? <laughs> Deneen, do you know? I hope he's coming back. <laughs> I, you know what? I, it's it's uh you it, can come back anytime i i'm ready to go so i think we take all take it day by day don't we and that's, yep. and that's exactly what the lord wants us to do he wants us to have faith in him every day and uh, and know that he is his timing is perfect and that the rapture Absolutely. will be on the day of the rapture no earlier no later <laughs> kevin we'll i love that here. says uh, what are good words True. today is it following the law? Go ahead, Kevin. What do you got to say? What about are good that? works today? Is it following the law? Well, Jesus said, "Do these two commandments: love the Lord, Lord your God, with all your heart, soul, and 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 mind." And He also said to love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. So those are the those are the things that those are the good works it's from from those two things. All good works come. Amen. So. Uh, you know, so and and by doing those two two things, guess what? You do actually follow the law. So that's what we aspire to do, right? We aspire to do all those things. Um, sometimes we fall short, but that doesn't condemn us. But I can tell you this, though: you don't want to wallow in it. You don't want to continue in that sin. You want to you want to do good works because you love the Lord who loves you and. You do those good works, and guess what, Bob? The, some of those works that you do here will not get burned up, will they? And guess what? You're no. going to get rewarded for them, and that's that, and, and that's going to be a beautiful thing. Amen. And also, Amen. I mentioned too, John six twenty nine says, "Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that ye believe, believe. on Him." Amen. That's the greatest. Yeah. That's the greatest work that you can do is to believe. <laughs> Amen. Right? I love right that. There. One of my favorites. Works and count for anything. And that's not. And that's not even counted as as really uh, a work because it says we're we're saved by grace through faith, faith, mm-hmm. not by works. Mm-hmm. That's God's work. That's right. Yep. The work of God. Exactly. exactly. God working within you. And I'll yep. tell you, you know, Denine just said some of the good works that she's doing. I mean, she's going out. She's preaching the gospel. She's uh, giving hope to people. That's good works. She's going to get rewarded for those things. She gives to feed my sheep today. That's another good work because mm-hmm. that that allows other people to go out and reach people with the gospel. Those are very good works, and those are not dead works because guess what? Fruit comes from them, and that's exactly what what God's looking for. He's looking for a good heart uh, that 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 loves Him and that's going to share the gospel with other people. 
and the seed planting seeds. I mean, just like seed was planted with Derek. You never know what's going to happen from that. You, you let God take it from there, basically, at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, good works Amen. that you do proves your faith. So, yeah, Absolutely. And there's her YouTube channel for the last person who asked the question. What is her YouTube channel? There it is. The YouTube.com at Deneen Thomas 8572. Those on the audio podcast. Um, yeah. And I have Romans 327, 327 up as well. Where's the posting then? Is it exclusive? Is it excluded by what law of works? This is Paul saying, stating this, nay, but by the law of faith. Amen. We are now under the law yes. of faith. Amen. Faith, yes, in this, this and we need faith right now, don't we? You, I mean, that's Definitely. what it's all about. That's what you. That's what you get carried on every day is through yeah. your faith, because he's there to help you get through it, and it, it's a personal thing, right? I mean, you really can ask is. him for help every day. You can ask him for help every minute, <laughs> and I believe me, there are many times where during the day I'm just like. I need help here, you know. I, I, I'm, you know, especially like if you get frustrated or something like that, which Amen. we're all prone to do at times, aren't we? <laughs> oh yeah, trust me. When when my diabetes and sugar was dropping, I was getting all kinds of irritated. It's not that I <laughs> try to do it on purpose. It's just that one of the symptoms of low blood sugar is in heightened irritability, mm. and I'm sitting there and I'm like. Jesus help me. <laughs> I want to, I want to, you know, project the love of God, not like the wrath. <laughs> right. It was just, it's just crazy, you know? So yeah, I, every single day, you know, every second, you know, we, we should be talking to the Lord. There's no reason why we can't. People think that to pray, you have to go hide away in a closet. Be, you can bring the, the Lord's with you everywhere. Wow. He's dwelling within you by the spirit. Right. So we yep. can talk to the Lord where, I mean, I talk to the Lord mowing lawns, vacuuming, taking a shower. I'm always talking to the Lord. I'm like, Lord, what about this? You know, I mean, and it only sure took two someone... hours for the closet to, to, to come out. So, but you're right though. I mean, that, that is what it's all about. Oh, and of course the hokey pokey. That's what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Yes, that's true. <laughs> But yeah, just yeah, yeah. But just being able to take prayer everywhere—I mean, that's such a—and you see so many people try to confine it to a small part of the day when we're supposed to be continually in prayer. You know, it's like what I—I think it was last uh, Sunday. JD Frog was talking about prayer, and he's like talking about—he's like, I got a huge book on prayer. (laughs) He's like, the Holy Spirit was like. Really? <laughs> Just talk to me, you know? There's no reason for this. All the time you waste reading this book, we could have already been praying. So <laughs> just, just remember that. Guys. Hold on, let me let me reference my 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 prayer here. It's like, wait a minute, you know? But that's but isn't that kind of like what you came out of, Deneen? Was just like you know the 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 rigorous you know, rules and regulations of this and that, and you got to do it this way and you got to say this many of that and things like that. And it's like, right. how is that any of that heartfelt, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. My, my prayer like completely changed after I came to the Lord. Like he's more personable to me now. Like Michael, yeah. I, I do the same thing. I like pretty much, you know, checking in every moment of my life, you know, my walk, like, well, Lord, what do I do here now? <laughs> and, um, yeah. 
let him lead and guide me. It just, uh, yeah, because it's impossible to please God without faith. And so you just have to believe that he is He is there with you in, in whatever crisis situation that you're in. I mean, I know that um, with working in the restaurant and a lot of the situations that occur there, like um, the old Deneen, when I get a bad tip or something, would be, you know, wishing harm upon a person. Oh, that <laughs> hope they get a car wreck on my home. They left me a terrible tip. <laughs> but now I'm like, Lord, what do I do about this? Like, and it's like, pray for them, you know. So yeah, I can pray Amen. for the people that leave me bad tips, and you know, and hope that they don't do that to someone else who will like curse them for it. And so it, yeah, it's been amazing, like how everything just got flipped upside down when I came to the Lord and how I approach things. Um, the old Amen. way, you know, and, and now the new way. And uh, that's that's my goal every day is to just uh, to pick up that cross and follow Jesus. You know, you have a choice to follow the flesh or follow and, fo- you know, and conform to the world or follow the spirit and and, um, and go in the way of Jesus. And so, yeah, that this is the much better way is the way I'm trying to mm. show, especially um, my inmates, yeah. that you want to go this way. This is the a better way to go. <laughs> taking, the, taking the road less traveled. Right. There's yeah. hope in Jesus. And I let them know where we're at prophetically too, like on the timeline and um, that, you know, there is a thing called the rapture resurrection that's, you know, and the tri- tribulation. And most most inmates have no idea of any of this because none of them have read the Bible. But um, I do, you know, I do warn people of it because I, I believe in 100% in my heart that it's coming and it's coming like a free train. It'll, That's right, yeah. freight train, because the rapture yeah. train has no brakes. Isn't that <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's Amen. go. All right. Amen. Oh, I think this is a good spot to uh, stop. Uh, Danine, I know you have to go. Thank you for sticking through. Yes. But uh, appreciate your your testimony coming on with us to share um, that whole amazing thing there with Derek and uh, the fact that Bob had the dream. So I'm still going to be thinking about that. Wow, after. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> that is but anyway, uh, yeah, please wow. stick. Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Stay in touch stuff. with Bob about this. Um, yeah. And wow. we'll see. We'll continue to pray for Derek. We'll continue to pay, pray for you and your ministry. Um, we've been po- posting your your YouTube channel up, of course, throughout the time, but I'll put this on the description cha- um, description section as well. All right. Well, um, well, God bless you all. It's like, yeah. He's like Derek the Satanist. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. I love uh, how God that, that guy's probably end up being like a tribulation saint that's gonna lead like millions of people, probably. <laughs> probably, probably. Probably. Yeah. We'll find wow. out. He's probably Jewish and is gonna be one of the hundred and forty four thousand you ever know. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Never well, God never this is amazing. Yes, amen. amen. All right, everyone. God bless you, and Lord willing, God we'll bless see you everyone. Week. Love to all. God bless, God bless you all. Bless you all.